Well, hello, hello, and welcome to another broadcast of Obstruction to Justice. I'm Ann Moles, and today we're going to talk about uh, microeconomics and the inner city communities. Yeah, microeconomics and the inner city communities. So this is going to be a little bit of... um, where we get a chance to uh, chime in, you know, it's going to be a little bit of a review, but then we're going to show you an opportunity that's coming up uh, for another class for um, the career management one class. that's going to be starting in a few weeks here. So you'll get a chance to uh, hang out and get your resumes together and, uh, you know, get your thought processes together about where you'd like to go, where you'd like to be and and everything. We're going to talk about why that's so important. And microeconomics is a great uh, science, social science. It's uh, just a great social science. Uh, microeconomics is a, a branch of economics that studies the behavior uh, of individuals and firms and uh, making decisions regarding the allocation of scarce resources and the interactions among these individuals and firms. So, you know, there's a little take or twist on that. You know, are resources really scarce? Yeah, there's a, that's the thought process and that I like to kind of take us down through to kind of really think about it, you know, because just because a social science or an economic science uh, has been developed by people, you know, has, have things changed? You know, what do you think about it? What have you studied? What, what is it that you've thought about, you know, and how is it relevant to where you are? So that's kind of where we're going. We're going to take it down that lane and, and just, uh, you know, really just kind of go in and, and think about what's going on with economics. Uh, big shout out to the, for the victory, for the victory of uh, Brother George, George Floyd's family. Uh, that um, is one that here again, we, we uh, see where uh, God has come through in that way. The decision was made in that way. And, you know, we're just grateful. I'm grateful that uh, there's going to be some closure. And that's kind of why we're looking at microeconomics too, because what is it about microeconomics that can help us through and thinking through the future, the future of, of what, the future of what your communities can be like, the future of what our communities can be like. Okay. And I say your, but it's like, we all live in different communities. So, you know, my community is going to be different, but how am I influencing my community? Uh, What is it that maybe I can help myself to do? And, you know, and I know the, the idea of pulling ourselves up by our own bootstraps, that is not real. It's not real, but there's some truth in that we do get strength. We get strength from our creator. And that right there, he's not going to let us down in that. So, yeah, when we're looking at the different communities that we live in, how can we make a difference? What can we do to make that big difference in our communities for the generations. You know, I talked about the education uh, situation that I've, uh, you know, we, we at ASBNC training and consulting, that's kind of what we do. We do a lot of things, but when it comes to instructional design and when it comes to training for uh, mainly adults, uh, we do follow the ADDIE model, but um, we train adults and we train young people too. Uh, I was thinking about an opportunity where we would go into the different um, or invite the the need for we would invite students into the facility and then from there be able to uh, 
ask them to, you know, help them along. So we would have the, the children come to the facility and then we would tutor them there. Well, there was an opportunity where we had an experience where we could partner with another group that was doing that. So we did that. And in doing that, we found that there were some situations lacking, right? Situations were definitely lacking in that the, the education of the young person, it just was not up to par. We had uh, those that were in school that couldn't read, couldn't read on, on any level of, hey, good evening, Reza. Pamela, good to see you. Yes, well, thank you. You're a blessing, too. We got to get you on uh, again, too. Pamela, the, the summer's coming up, and she's got a, a great product that can help you with your health, and we had a great discussion on that. But talking in, uh, with the, the parents, but understanding, too, that children need to evolve to grow. I mean, if you're going to send your child in for an education, then let's do that. Let's educate the child, right? Well, we were experiencing where children couldn't read. Uh, they they were not reading on, on any level. They couldn't identify small words. Now, these were second graders. Uh, didn't understand the phonics and the sound of the words. Uh, but they could, you know, kind of go in with some of their conversations. The conversations were pretty mature. And, uh, of course, the defiancy was, was there, too. You know, they weren't being what they needed to do as far as self-control and discipline, which are some of the things and traits that uh, microeconomics addresses, really. So let me just go right into it. I'm not going to be on here long. We're just going to go into it and then share with you an opportunity to uh, jump in and, and sharpen your saw. Well, well, that's a little teaser there, too, huh? Uh, because um, we're going to talk about where that concept of sharpening the saw is all about. Yeah. So let's uh, take a look here. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and share. We'll share the screen here. And I'm going to go grab this application. Yeah. So here we are. Uh, microeconomics and the inner city American communities. Now, you know, we talked about what microeconomics is. Um, now, part of what microeconomics does is that it's the study. Uh, there's a definition within microeconomics that is a definition of scarcity. It talks about scarcity. So it defines scarcity as the inability of our limited resources to satisfy our human wants. Okay, so one of the main points that microeconomics talks about is that they're scarce resources. Okay, and we're going to look about at that. But see, here's the thing. In my opinion, uh, it's a fallacy or a mistake, a mistaken belief uh, that there is scarcity. Okay, I think it's kind of misleading. Uh, there, there, this, the idea that it's scarce, scarcity, that there aren't enough resources to satisfy our human wants. Okay, so that's kind of talking uh, to an out of control, not disciplined type human being, right? But I suggest that there are more than enough resources uh, to satisfy our human wants when as humans, we operate based on enlightened human reasoning and personal divine purpose provided by our creator God. See, that right there, to me, that draws the line. Now, if we want to operate as human beings in, in beast mode, you know, the way that I think a lot of the world doesn't really um, embrace the concept of a, a, the higher power, uh, to the creator God, the one that can direct and guide us, then there's the problem right there. Uh, resources are scarce uh, in the minds and there's greed and there's corruption that goes on. But then when you think about it, uh, our God, the creator God, he didn't make uh, things to where they're limitless, limit there, you know, because he is limitless. He's infinite. 
and he created things with a purpose. So if there's not so much of one thing, well, maybe that's because the purpose for it isn't quite there, right? There's other things to do. So I'm looking um, that looking at it in that perspective, uh, scarcity. And I think that what that does, if I challenge scarcity, then that brings down the concept of it's not enough and we need to crab barrel and we need to be uh, greedy. The main reasoning for any type of survival in is humans living in living humans, uh, hum, humans living or business. See, that's another concept it is need. So if you're a human, there's a need there. And then if they're, if you're in business, there's a need there too. Well, how do, how do we bring the business part of it in? Well, we're talking about economics, right? So the need to live and the need to have what it takes to do business, there's, there's uh, still some some ideals there. There's an there's a balance there, right? So if I want to live as a human being, there's some needs there that I need to have. But then if I want to be in business, there are some basic needs that I have to have in business too. And that's something that, well, you know, uh, people just don't get. They don't understand. They don't hang out to do, right? Because they think that business is going to be some magical poof. And here it is thing. No, there's some foundational things that need to happen even in business. So that's kind of the challenging concept that I'm looking at too. Now, let me go to the next slide here. And we're going to kind of check out a couple of things. Yeah. Now, what do humans need? See, and so this is the Maslow hierarchical hierarchy of needs, uh, the Maslow hierarchy of needs. Now, we remember this kind of maybe not so much in high school, but college for those of us that have attended college. So you have to have you had to have maybe social studies and things like that, uh, courses, maybe in the humanities. Uh, so when we looked at that, they um the Maslow hierarchy of needs. It says that um, needs, uh, the basic needs, of course, at the top was self-actualization. Then they had a level of, of esteem, social needs, security. And then down at the bottom is physiological need. Now, that is the foundation or the basis of need. So every human being on earth and you know we're looking at this to challenge it and i find that it's true i need food <laughs> i mean food is the energy right that, that god has given us to to have i need water you know we we need water to survive we need air to breathe don't we yeah so that's the challenge that that uh the the jury had to come up with to understand, look, this, this man was, was taken out. His life was snuffed out because he could not breathe. Brother George said he couldn't breathe, right? So yeah, we need air to breathe and we need shelter. Okay. So that is the foundation of human, basic human needs. Now we're talking about microeconomics here. So in economics, what do I really need to, to live, to, to have the, the basic foundation of life and survival, right? All right. So now let's look at what do businesses need to, to do, to live? What do they need to do? What do they need to have? What are a business's basic needs? What are their basic needs? Every business, okay? So, you know, you don't think about it as much. And, you know, businesses, they need things too. And if these basic foundational things, survival things or items are not in, in um, operating properly, if it's not there, then you really don't have a business. You're not going to be in business long. You're not going to survive in business. So the first item we're looking at is business plan and entrepreneurial uh, vision. So you need entrepreneurs. You need people with a vision. You need people with a drive, with a determination, with the, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna hang in there and, and make it happen no matter what. You need that, right? Entrepreneurs, 
uh, are the driving force of what business is. So you're going to need uh, a business plan and entrepreneurs, are, they're going to write the plan down. Yeah, they're going to write it down. They're going to, it's going to be their vision. And, you know, there's even scripture for it. Now, if we want to go Christian, which I do, because I believe that they're all a lot of what we're tying in. So we can talk about business and we can talk about successful business, but we can talk about the business, but that really who originated it? Who made it all happen? Who brought the real concept of life and economics and and getting along right into the the uh, the truth of our world? But God himself. So there's a scripture that says, write the vision and make it plain. Okay, write it down. That's what a business plan is all about. So you're going to write it down. You're going to put in your entrepreneurial expertise. You're going to study what it is you're going to do, a study to determine whether or not your business idea is, is really a good idea. That's going to be something that's going to be done up front. But then there's work in that. There's no, there's no um, progress unless there's a vision. And there's another scripture where it says, uh, Without a vision, people perish. So without a vision, business will perish, right? It just won't be in business. Another foundational, uh, and I consider that the food. So if we're going to relate and kind of and tie them together. So business plan, entrepreneurial vision, uh, the product for the product or service that that business would offer, that would be the food, okay? So as a human being, I need food. All right, then cash flow and financial management. So you need cash flow. You need money. You need uh, some startup uh, startup fee costs. There's going to be some startup costs. You're going to need money and resources to start up. Okay. And then you're going to be uh, need to be able to be a good financial manager over that be able to keep good books or hire someone to keep good books. You know, you're not going to eat up the profit and things like that. So there's got to be a cash flow, which kind of tying this into uh, inner city communities, it, the same thing is, is there. You know, where's the vision for progress? Where's the vision for even pouring into your, your little nucleus of, of community, which is your, the family? Yes. So to make sure that you're pouring into the children there to where uh, our children, where we're making sure that they're getting their homework done, they're not spending so much time doing airhead things that aren't uh, going to make them uh, better and, and where they're able to thrive in a community, where they're able to, to thrive in a society to where they would even enlighten their minds to say, hey, if it's like this, then I can do that, right? So you would continue to to think of that's what microeconomics is, even the business plan, the food part, the the getting in with the family to, to build, to build and help your family uh, do those things and that will uh, help them along to progress in their in their mindsets and their thought processes and their education and things of that nature. Okay, so then cash flow and financial management. That's uh, what the water would be. I would consider that to be the water. Yeah, and we're just talking here. That's just my thought. Hey, it would be the water. So what is it about the cash flow and financial management that is important in, in a community? Well, without the, the financial resources, even if you had the, the business idea, would you be able to take and, and make that idea happen? Would it happen for you? Or would it just be just a thought? Just something, a business plan, you know, on a piece of paper, you know, in a binder. It would just sit there because it has to have money, finances backing it. And, you know, with that, we're going to talk some weeks here. We're going to talk a little bit these coming up weeks of what that is all about. You know, how can you make this happen in your life um, if there's something that you're wanting to do as, a, as far as a business plan? And of course, the cash flow and financial management. And where does that start? So the next idea uh, with it, uh, the basic foundation of what businesses need, they would need a uh, return on investment marketing. Okay. 
uh, or return on investment marketing strategy and sales. <laughs> yeah, sales. You have to be able to sell what it is that you, uh, what you have. You need to be able to sell your product. You need to be able to sell your strategy, sell your service. And there needs to be a strategy in that sales because, of course, you know, if there's just a simple strategy, okay, I'm just going to go knocking on doors. Well, that that can take a while. And then the right door, am I knocking on doors that that really are needing the type of product or service that I offer? So I'm considering that as far as business is the air, right? <laughs> it's the air. Without the, the sales part of it, you're, you'll live, but you're not going to live very long, right? Uh, so that's super important. A return on investment marketing is another important part because you can have a marketing plan, but if it's not if it's not geared to re return, make a return. I can invest in. Okay, I'm going to put some gas in the car and I'm going to go knocking on doors. But is it going to bring me a return? Is it going to get me a customer? And that's what business is all about. Is it going to get me a customer to where, um, and have I thought it out well enough? What can I offer the customer? What can I tell the customer? What can I share with the customer that will help them make an educated decision as far as purchasing my product or service? Okay. Um, then number, uh, another item here on this list, we have stable talent and customer slash client base. We need, we need stable talent. Hmm? Yes. You wonder how businesses do well? Well, they don't do well with just the CEO, the entrepreneur sitting up there just trying to do everything. That's not how it works. No, you have to have people. You have to have talented people to participate and to, oh, for whatever reason, whether it's okay, they're there for a check, but they do great work and they're into it, or um, that maybe the paycheck isn't so is so great, but they really enjoy the work that they're doing. That's okay too, you know. Um, but you need a stable talent base. So if your IT guy is a great IT guy, but he's here today, and then next week uh, he's gone because he's he's got his phone money and his rent money and he's not thinking about down the road. Hmm. I've heard of that before, you know, people just showing up because they want to just pay for that, pay for that vacation they want to do. They want to go hang out with their buddies. And so they'll come and get that, that couple of week check, a month's check, and then they're out, right? And then you're stuck there. Well, you want to make sure you have a good stable talent base and a good customer base too. So you want to be able to retain your customers. So it's not something, and this may make sense to some, but really to some, it's just a reminder too, because businesses, a lot of times they don't think that having good customers, you know, oh, well, you know, my product is so good. They'll just come back. I'm the only one in town. That's what you think. You might be the only one in town now, but you're not going to always be the only one in town. Uh, it's based on competition. So you want to make sure that you're sharing with your business uh, clientele, your customers, your customer base, your client base. Let them know that this is what I do and you want to treat them right. Okay. So again, yes, we're talking about the foundation of business, the basics and what businesses need to stay in business. Okay. So I'm relating shelter. I'm going to put shelter under that category, just as human need is shelter. Well, uh, a business need is the talent, stable talent and customer client base. Okay. So we're moving right along here. Uh, I, I'm super excited about this topic because I think that what it's going to do, it's going to offer, it's going to offer the opportunity for us as communities, different communities and us as uh, a community to come together and do some analysis. I think we have to stay in the mirror. Yes, <laughs> we have to stay in the mirror and we have to make others stay in the mirror too, to reflect and see what are they doing that's wrong and so that it doesn't happen again. What am I doing that's wrong so that I can fix it? And then 
what what am I doing that's right so that I can expect a return on the investment that I've put in to doing what's right, okay? So that's what this is all about, microeconomics. I'm going to look at that. That science is super. I would suggest that you take and do some research too. Uh, if you want to chime in, do that. Thanks for chiming in, Pamela, Risa, you know, and, and sharing. So you want to chime in and be able to, and for the lack of a better term, give, give input, uh, researched input, let's say. We can say that. Uh, research what it is you'd like to say and do the analysis. I've done some analysis and discovered, hey, what I'm thinking, please, totally wrong. Huh? It, it, there's a better way. You know, but what it did was it got me closer to what I needed to do. So it wasn't like a, it was a wasted, wasted effort. So research is going to be super. And I would suggest you jump in there too and do some research on microeconomics for your own, your own nucleus, huh? your own family, your, your own family. When you build strong families, then you build a stronger community. Okay. I'm looking at this myself for my family. Yeah. Moving down, uh, being able to uh, pass down uh, resources, being able to pass down a legacy or heritage of great things. You know, even a good work ethic, a good saving ethic, a good uh, investment ethics and strategies, things that you pass down. Uh, would It's anything good and perfect, anything that comes from the Lord, which we've already talked about, uh, the, the ideals of writing the vision and making it plain. We've already talked about all, most, and if not all of what business is, is taken from his good book, the best book in the world. So when you do that, then you'll get a chance to reflect on what the truth is and be able to embrace it. Okay, so uh, just to reiterate again, in the study of microeconomics, now the definition of scarcity is the inability of our limited resources to satisfy our human wants. Okay, so that's what what that definition is and scarcity and and my my counterpart to that. Okay, well, it, let's not deal with with the the wants, but let's focus on the needs. And then one other thing that I'd like to add to this is that, and I would challenge is that there's one more there's one more basic need. Uh, I'd like to to include as important, okay, and that's time. Uh, you need time. Uh, when we're looking at the decay or even the building up or, of any community or society or business, it takes time, okay? You know, I think that that's where... Uh, people kind of get off on the wrong foot. They play the lottery. They take their hard-earned money or whatever dollar they can get. They'll go play the lottery. They say, I'm just going to hit it big that one time. So they, they think they can make up for time by just hitting it big. But the odds of them doing that are slim to none, okay, in their, for them in their lifetime, what their purpose to do here. So time is, should be included in that foundation, is in that foundation of, of uh, what we're looking at, uh, what's important, food, water, air, shelter. Well, what's important too is time. I would add that. And that's just me, right? But I'm going to kind of walk through this and, and show where time is important. Okay, so now without greed being a fat being a factor. Okay, so we're looking at scarce resources. Well, there are plenty. There are enough. Okay, and I'm not talking socialism. I'm not talking socialism. What I'm talking about is social responsibility and re-educating and reiterating the importance of those good habits. Oh. Did I give it away? Those good habits 
that one would have as a human being in their lives and then be able to progress and develop and grow. Okay. So without greed being a factor, the only resource that is limited is time. That's the only resource that's limited because we are only going to have so, so much time. And when we look at some of these graphs coming up in, in the weeks to come, when we look at some of these graphs, we'll see, look, what, what's, what's the time limit here? So uh, 10 to 80, hmm? zero to 80, zero to 90. Oh, some of us are going to 90 years old, right? But time is is going to be, to me, the only resource limit to what we're dealing with. Now, we talked about uh, what we can do. And, of course, good habits. Huh? Productive habits. That's what it's all about. Uh, now, this here, this is an oldie but goodie. But I don't think it will ever go out of style. You can read this book today. And of course, what I'm referencing is Stephen R. Covey, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, right? Now, this book has sold over 25 million copies in 40 languages worldwide. And the audio version has sold 1.5 million copies and remains one of the best-selling nonfiction books business books in history. Yep, it's a business book. Hmm. So the concept of what microeconomics is, of course, there's deeper science and pieces in that. And what we talked about today, the foundation of what the basic needs are for a human being, what the basic needs are for business to live. Okay, that's that's what the foundation is. But then, of course, we get to talk about those pieces, those tactics that we can incorporate and do in our lives in order to build the strategies and meet the goals. Hmm. Yes. So it's really still all about business, isn't it? Now, Stephen Covey, of course, American educator, author, businessman, and keynote speaker. He wrote, of course, one of the, the most profound career management books in the 20th century. This is one of the most profound career management books in the 20, 20th century that was written in, and we still have access to it. I have my copy. You know, I, I've probably given a, a copy or two away, but you know, I keep this and I read through it. So your, your books, read them. You know, if you're going to go out and buy them, which I know that a lot of us do, we'll go buy a book and then we say, well, we'll kind of skim through it and then we'll, we'll set it aside. But there's something about the reading of the book where you can go back and read it again, or you can research where you can study. And I'm into that. And you know, one thing about it, when you're into doing good business, you're going to do one of the habits that he mentions, and that's called sharpening the saw. So you're going to sharpen your saw. You're going to keep your skills going. You're going to make sure that your skills are to the point to where you can glean from them. You can have them. You, you, you know what's going on in your industry and what, what it is you, you sell or produce. And even on the human level, you know, you stay to where uh, those basic needs are met, including shelter, right? Now, one of the, the, one of the quotes that he says, uh, that uh, Stephen Covey says, it's like, he says this, he says, satisfied needs do not motivate. Let's stop right there. Satisfied needs do not motivate. So if I if I've satisfied my need, I have water. So my water bill's been paid; it's not turned off. Um, I have air, uh, and so I'm, I'm. And I can look at that in a couple of different ways. Um, the clean air. I live in a city that has clean air. Uh, I don't live in a city that has uh, dirty air. Um, uh, the air conditioner. I need that 
right in the summertime or the heat. So I, I have the air factor where it's okay. I have food in the refrigerator. I have a refrigerator. So some of the world doesn't, they don't even have refrigerators. So, and, and I have shelter. So I have a place to live. Hey, Brother Jackson, Kareem Jackson. Yes. Seven habits of highly effective book. <laughs> Seven habits of highly effective people. He says, I love that book. I'm here in Asia watching you, homegirl. Well, thank you. Uh, I've checked out some of your broadcasts too. Brother Kareem, he's out there doing uh, big things with his podcast. And he's got a broadcast there on LinkedIn, which is kind of a special, kind of a big deal uh, to be doing right now. That's kind of the new platform where you can live stream on that LinkedIn. So uh, big shout outs to you, Brother Kareem. So he says, satisfied needs are not motivated. So if I already have what I need, then I'm not going to be motivated to do much else, right? He says, I have the audio book. <laughs> I'm probably going to have to find that, huh? And which is a great point, guys, because audio books, that's something, of course, you can listen to. So you don't have to sit and, and read it. Uh, I like to read, but for those of us that, you know, don't like to read as much, you can listen to the audio book and, uh, you know, just kind of embed it in your brain where you can, you know, like on, on your way to sleep or something, or whenever you listen to audiobooks while you're walking, that's another time when I would listen to it. So that's a good point. Grab that audio book. So uh, we're looking for the motive, motivation, okay? Motivation as far as why. Why would a person get up to do better? Why would a person stay on a job to work and to um, save and to accumulate and to have money to where they can invest beyond just paying their phone bill or getting their rent paid, right? So satisfied needs are not do not motivate. It's only the unsatisfied need that motivates. Okay. So if I don't have what I need, then I'm motivated to do. Okay. And that's where, where, when we look at the basic needs, basic human needs, uh, food, water, uh, air, shelter. So if at any of those points, we discover that, Hey, I, I don't have what I need. Uh, I'm going to have to step up my game because my rent is due. Of course, that's going to be where you're going to be motivated to go out, look for the job. Uh, and maybe if the one job isn't going to pay the rent or the mortgage, then you're going to get the, the second job. So that's the motivating factor. There's a need there that you need shelter, right? And the type of shelter that you're looking for, that's what you're wanting or needing for whatever uh, lifestyle in that way. So that's kind of the point about it. What is it that you're, uh, what is it that you're looking to do? What is it that you're looking to have, right? But the satisfied need doesn't motivate. It's only the unsatisfied need that motivates. Next to physical survival, the greatest need of a human being is physiological survival. To be under, uh, excuse me, psychological, excuse me, survival. Like next to physical survival, the greatest need of a human being is psychological survival, to be understood, to be affirmed, to be validated, to be appreciated. Hmm? So that there is, we, we hear about the different, the different, uh, the different um, outcries against injustice. Okay. And I've al already uh, kind of challenged some of the uh, brothers and sisters, the evangelicals, they want to uh, downplay and call it well and try to use the, the, the voice of the people that are hurting, that are misunderstood, that are not affirmed, that are not validated, that are not appreciated, that are being murdered in the streets. They're trying to use that as saying that that's anarchy in the streets and then justify, well, there's the end times. Okay. Yes. Well, there's always going to be an end time. And yes, we do live in the end times, but I'm not going to take uh, a pain, uh, 
who the pain of a culture, the pain of a race, the, the pain of a people, and try to use that as uh, this is what uh, this is what Jesus' second coming, the end times, is all about. And shame on you for doing it. There's an, there's anarchy in the streets, and you're just burying it down. Well, if you were in a situation that you found yourself where you're not uh, understood, you're not affirmed, you're not validated or appreciated, then I believe that you would find yourself doing the same thing that many uh, human beings, this is a human reaction, are doing, right? So uh, there has to be a voice. So what I would say is that as as a people, we use our voices, lift every voice. Yeah. So, and sing until earth and heaven. See, we, we pray, we, we sing praises and we let the world know that we're here and that we are uh, understood and we are to be affirmed and we are affirmed, right? And we are validated and we are to be appreciated. So when we do that, then it's okay to do that. It's, it's of course how we do it. And uh, we don't want to cause destruction or anything like that. Now, when they say violence, you know, there's violence and anger. I didn't hear them say much about them storming the Capitol and when that happened and the, the murders that took place there, too. So there's a lot of double, double uh, talk here. In one instance, it's not a good thing. And in another instance, people are just silent about it. But when we're talking about being motivated, that's one of the things that Stephen Covey talks about and uh, being motivated. And, and when we're, we're needing to look at the needs that we have to be understood, right? And to be affirmed, to be validated, and to be appreciated. And we're going to walk through microeconomics and we're going to get to the point of where we can share and glean and understand and grow so that we can get some of these habits and skills and level of understanding to be able to address and answer the question of how, how can we, how can we as a people do better? How can we do that? Not just, oh, you need to pull yourself up by your own bootstraps and, you know, no, but understand and then affirm each other and say, yes, it's okay to do this. It's okay to do that. It's okay to be this way, right? Uh, so uh, we're just looking at that, at doing that in, in some of these weeks coming up. I, I think we have another guest next week. So it may, may happen. It may be a little short about it, but we're going to get to it and um, address these, uh, this microeconomics science that is a wonderful science. Okay, now well, I do want to share with you, I do want to share the um, upcoming opportunity here. Now we do have the Career Management One uh, class coming up, and this has been out here for a while. So Career Management One, uh, and it does come in two parts, part one and parts two. So these are Saturday sessions. So Saturday, starting Saturday, May the 8th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Central, uh, we'll be in class. And then we're going to come back the Saturday, following Saturday on the 15th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. We break it up in two sessions because an eight-hour session is a long time. And plus, there's homework to take away in order to, you know, get more of the session, not just trying to cram something down your throat and then, oh, well, you know, what do we do? You know, it's like, let me just go back into my notes. That's not how these courses work. Now, we we do offer them, this is instructor-led. It's an instructor-led course. It's a two-day open four-hour sessions, two four-hour sessions, and we, we'll, we'll work with you to learn how to manage your career, your own career, right? So uh, the, get it'll be a, a, a woke process, right? People say, oh, I'm woke. Okay, yes. So where you're not at the mercy of whatever macro or microeconomic situation has been put in, in your in your household, in your nucleus of a family, what you're dealing with. Uh, this career management course is very effective 
it's something that I walk through and I've walked through and I know that it works. Um, we learn to, you'll learn how to develop and write a winning resume. Uh, that's, there's a science to that and technology, you know, we can share with you. We'll share with you those things of what technology has brought and how resumes are actually uh, reviewed now. And uh, so we'll, you'll, by the end of the of the session, you'll have a resume that is a winning resume. You'll learn to apply for ideal job positions. So for you, the word ideal is what's up, right? Because you can go out there and get a job and, and that might be something that needs to happen at the moment, but there's still the progress of it, right? There's the progress of career management. There's a process in that and we'll uh, work with you on how to conduct a successful interview. So a lot of times interviews, they can be kind of very scary. They are scary. They are intimidating. They'll get you to where you're like, okay, click. See you later. Never mind. Bye. I changed my mind. You know, I've been there, been there. It's been a while, but I've been there. So uh, how to conduct a successful interview. I mean, there's there's a strategy and what they're looking for, what people are firms and companies are looking for. But even there, it doesn't just because you didn't get the position doesn't mean that you didn't have your game on point. And that's what this career management one class with this career management one session, the sessions will do for you. It will get you on point and get you there to where, look, they may based on that criterion. OK, but they're they're not the only. Uh, guy in town. They're not the only company in town. They're not the only girl in town to hang out with, right? Okay, well, we're going to be providing the learning materials. Now, one special thing about this is that there is going to be a 60-day follow-up. So once you take the class, uh, there's there's follow-up processes and you can, will work with you if you're, if you're needing some coaching, right? Uh, beyond the the time. So it's not like, okay, well, you do the eight hours and see you later, bye. And, you know, you have your winning resume and we'll give you the outline on what to do. There's there's some follow-ups that go with this course and to make sure that you're being successful. We're going to help you in what it is you're wanting to do, what it is you're wanting to accomplish with your career. So you get uh, 60-day follow-up coaching support. And, um, you know, that it's just, you know, for, uh, the, the fee on it is, uh, the fee is very minimal compared to what it is that you'll, you'll get. And plus it'll be a relationship in that, all right, you, you get through the course, you've walked through it, the 60 days have passed and you really worked to, uh, follow the guidelines and, and, uh, the coaching processes, well, we're still not going to let you down in that. Oh, see you later after the 60 days. No, we want you to, to be successful at it. So we'll also push some things your way that would help you along in, in what your interest may be, what we discovered that your interest would be. So that's part of the process of the career management. Some people, you know, they, the job part, they are, they're already on their jobs. They just want to do better. Or maybe they're ready to walk away from the job or maybe they're at the retirement stage. I've met quite a few people who are ready to retire and it's like, okay, but I'm ready to do something. I want to want to do a business here. And, and so that's where the business planning uh, and the other uh, career management two session would come in. So we also offer that. Okay. Now we did include the link out there. So if you want to sign up, feel free to sign up. The link is out there. You would go to, of course, to our website. If you don't have the link, it's at www.asbnc.com. And uh, you would just click on there. It's on the front page there where you can select the ASBNC Academy link. And then you'll see where it'll say career management. And of course, you'll add it to the card and, you know, just go through the process. And from there, we'll uh, get in touch with you and uh, just make sure that you're okay and comfortable with the idea of joining class and it's virtual, it's online, and we'll uh, just get going here. So that's going to be May the 8th, uh, that Saturday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Central Time. And that next Saturday would be the 
uh, May the 15th, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And we'll uh, we'll have a good time. The, our classes are always fun. There's no pressure there. You know, there's, uh, there's no pressure. It's just there. We're there to help. We're there to get you going. So that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. And it certainly has been fun today. Uh, keep in mind, we are going to... We're going to uh, be here for you uh, and just go over this microeconomics. Uh, that microeconomics is a great study. Uh, we had to do that in business. I do have a dual master's degree and one in business and one in telecommunications management. And I really, really enjoy my business degree. And one of the things that we had to study, of course, is the uh, economics part. I, I chose to introduce, let's talk about the microeconomics because um, it's it's the, the heart of what the macro does. To me, without the micro, there is no macro. Without the people, uh, without the, uh, the vision, the people pairs, without the entrepreneurs, there would be no government. <laughs> there would be nothing. Uh, so that's the true anarchy in the streets, okay, for real. But uh, we're here and uh, we're going to keep moving on this. And hopefully your evening has been great. And we will um, just check out, check you out a little later. If you want to click and, and share, subscribe uh, to the um, either one of the channels. ASBNC Training and Consulting does have its own YouTube channel. We uh, send that out and you'll get the notifications there when we produce and publish things. To that channel, Union Rock Hill Films just gets everything. So whatever uh, Union Rock Hill Films does, you'll get a notification of that. And um, of course, we have the LFHHM, the inspirational part of of what we do, and we're just on on it, doing the best we can. Okay, so just uh, hang in there, and uh, if uh, things go like I'm thinking they're going because we still have work to do. Uh, and Lord says the same. We'll see you next time. Justice now.